A don't have much of an intro. And the song is not playing. There we go. <laughs> Hi there! Happy Thursday! It's February the 13th, 2020, and I'm Eric, talking at you once again from Kelowna, British Columbia, Canada, where I don't care what anybody says, I still maintain Charlize Theron is my favorite African-American actress. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I haven't heard that in a long time. <laughs> it's true, and I stand by it. She's lovely and African. How's it going, Gordon? Frustrated. Indeed. Uh, I hi, world. hated the world more than I do at this very moment. Well, I love our almost 10,200 listeners. I love each and every one of you. Thank you for listening to our show. Um, go to Apple Podcasts and tell us what you think of it. Really would appreciate it. And thank you very much for listening. When you're done listening to me and Gord live on Spreaker.com, why don't you go check out the Thor's Kin podcast on Podbean? Very good show. Um, you can also check out... Mike and the boys at the Pit Lane Parlay, the number one racing and indie car podcast on the internet with race season kicking off on Sunday with the Daytona 500. You're going to want to catch up on all the action from the Pit Lane. And these guys are right down in it. They are literally in Pit Lane interviewing people as the action is happening. It's a very, very cool podcast. So check them out too. Uh, and give us all ratings and, and reviews on Podchaser or... Uh, Chartable or Audio Burst is a good one to go to. There, I've just discovered them, and they're a lot of fun. And if you like me and Gord's show and you want a wildly inaccurate transcript of it, uh, as of tonight, I'm going to be posting those in the in the uh, Squaring That Circle section of ericandgord.world. Uh, that's my blog on our website, and... Because I never seem to get around to posting that blog, uh, I'm going to put a transcript of each of our episodes there. Um, because we don't do show notes, but we do have a transcript that we can post. And it is, uh, they claim it's 85% accurate. I think that's a little bit generous, but it's a good read. 85% English. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's it's a good read though. It's a lot of fun. I, I wanted to uh, bring up something from last night's episode, but I I don't remember now. But it it, it was you know, we weren't talking about it at all. But it goes off something about dogs and <laughs> I, it's pretty amazing. But as far as free transcription services go, it is one that exists. I would actually even venture to say that it is more interesting than our show. <laughs> uh, it is. It really is. Uh. And our show uh, is, in my opinion, 
not a news show. Uh, our show is a truth show. If you want to listen to the news, go listen to the news. If you want facts and truth, listen to me and Gord. That's what we're here right. for. Uh, I am not a news anchor. My, I am a truth anchor. Uh, <laughs> it's not popular, apparently. It's been a long time since someone has uh, gotten... Refused the truth? Someone has engaged in conversation with me. Um, and I have to say, I'm pretty sure everybody on the internet is just my ex-wife. Because it doesn't matter what I say, they just keep saying I'm wrong until they stop talking to me forever. Um, that's, that's the internet trick. Um, I don't, I don't go on Facebook and spout off things that are wrong anymore. I, I, I make very sure that I know what I'm talking about before I put anything online because, uh, people are quick to rip your fucking head off. <laughs> and <Which is> usually me <laughs> I make sure that I am correct in what I'm saying before I do so anyway to give you guys some context if you don't follow me on Facebook 24 hours a day a lady posted something about Trump lifting the ban on landmine use outside of the Korean Peninsula and that although very widely reported as the case, is not exactly accurate. Now, Trump has opened up the possibility of the U.S. military using this new form of landmine uh, should there be a conflict with China or Russia or some major war. Uh, he has opened the door to the possibility of the U.S. military using a new brand of landmine that's uh, what they call a smart mine. Uh, that's very easily uh, set to a timer to self-destruct if it's not utilized. Um, so they're not left in the ground to blow up like they used to. Um, I'm assuming they're not designed to look like pieces of uh, toys or candy like the ones that used in some other countries. No, these are very specific, and they are they can either be remotely detonated or uh, set to self-destruct. And so you can you can uh, deactivate uh, a minefield at the touch of a button, rather than having to go and dig them up like you used to. It's it's much improved technology. Nevertheless, uh, this woman contends that he has lifted the American ban on landmines, which uh, he has not. There was never was an American ban on landmines. Um, That's right. Pay, pay attention, folks, because you are being fed lies in the media right now. This is a direct, absolute lie in the media. Trump and has not lifted anything. There was nothing for Trump to lift. That ban was never ratified by the U.S. government. It was uh, brought in as a suggestion by uh, NATO countries in 1997 while Clinton was in office, and Clinton refused to sign it. Uh, then... It crossed Barack Obama's desk when it was part of the Ottawa Convention, where they all met in Ottawa and everybody signed it. Uh, 140 countries, whatever the number is, every country that's ever seen a landmine except for the U.S. signed this thing. And Obama said, no, I'm not signing it. I don't know. We might want to use them one day. 
Um, Obama was concerned at the time about... Oh, Lord, I don't remember, and I'm not going to look it up. There was some reason he wanted to keep using them. I think it was in case Greta Thunberg started running her mouth or something. Um, See, I'm pretty sure that's exactly what it was. Uh, that bitch ain't getting my peace prize. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that did not sound like President Obama. Um, not like us. So, no, Trump did not lift the ban on anything. So anyone who's hailing him as, like, this is a good thing, if you're a big landmine supporter, Trump didn't do it. He doesn't get credit for it. If you think it's a bad thing, you can't slag Trump for it. Trump didn't do it. It's not Trump's. He didn't lift anything. There was nothing to lift. That's like That's saying right. Eric and Gord ended slavery in Canada this week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sure. Wait, we did? <laughs> sure. Why not? We did in so much as Trump lifted this ban. Absolutely, we did. Uh, Eric and Gord negotiated Brexit and made it happen because of comments we made. Uh, Brexit went through nice and smoothly because of Eric and Gord. Uh, of course not. Same with Trump. Trump lifted nothing. Uh, but thank you for engaging us online. I appreciate the conversation, but just know your role. You're wrong. I'm not. Now, here's the thing. This wasn't just a matter of just a discussion back and forth. As much as this was... Because it started off because this is a person that I'm friends with. And... um. Again, she posted this thing, and I saw it right away. I immediately tagged Eric in it. And um, Eric posted, I think it was about five links initially, um, each one from a different news source showing different spots where it's all proven that Obama did not sign off on this, and he did not make this into a law um, so Trump could reverse it. None of, none of this happened. And there's all the proof in it. I posted my own link stating, you need to read this because you're being lied to. So you need to understand the truth because when you're spouting this stuff out about saying that, you know, Trump lifted this ban. No, he did not in the slightest. He did not lift any ban. He did not change any ban. He did not cancel any treaty. None of that happened because none of it was there to begin with. The response back after all this was the response back to me directly was simply just um, um, basically call off your Trump supporting friend. And I did read it, but I'm, the timelines are all confusing, which is hilarious because the only reason she says that is simply because she can't find a way to prove us wrong. So it's a cop out. But my favorite thing was that when Eric got into his explanation about it, and he literally put this nice lengthy explanation about it, stating all the facts, and then openly stating he is not a Trump supporter, never has been, for the most part never will be, and that um, if you don't believe us, you should listen to our podcast because we talk shit about him all the time. But regardless of all of that, Trump is not guilty of lifting a ban. He did not do that. So the entire your entire argument is based off of a lie. So get over yourself, basically. Paraphrasing it, 
And um, her response back to that was very simply, clearly your friend is a Trump supporter, and I don't want Trump propaganda on my Facebook wall. And nor do I. And in nowhere in my response was any sort of Trump propaganda. I just said Trump's not responsible for this. I actually went on to say if you're pro-Trump, he didn't do this. You can't give him credit for it. And if yeah. you're anti-Trump, he didn't do it. You can't blame him for it. It's it's not a Trump. And I am very not pro-Trump. I am very anti-politician. For those of you who haven't got it, uh, go back and listen to uh, 2018 from about August to October, where all I do is spout off about how we need to get politicians out of the political arena. They have no business there. I'm not pro any government at the moment, uh, anyone who's currently in government. I'm pro-government. I think the world needs a government. Um, we can't govern ourselves. We're stupid. But uh, I am not pro-Trump. I am not pro-Republican. In, and frankly, I'm not pro-anything in America, but I am, uh, I'm not pro-conservative. I'm not pro-liberal. I am, I am pro-truth. I am pro-honesty. I am pro-clarity in the news that we get and i'm pro research what you're being told and figure out what's true and what isn't because most of it isn't i'm not i don't take sides in these things uh if trump does something good gord usually brings it to my attention and i i say okay good he did a good thing he's the man's 60 some years old he must have done a couple good things in his life everyone accidentally does something it's um, just a matter of odds. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I, I'm i not pro any of these people. I think they're all retarded. Um, they're all doing horrible things to us all the time, uh, especially the liberals, uh, unfortunately. Um, but very not pro-Trump. And feel free to call in. We are live every night now. If you guys want to call in and have the discussion with us, the phone line is open, 604-655-9630. If you happen to miss us, that phone number is still goes to a, a message service 24-7. You can leave us a message. Or you can go to ericagord.world, write us a note, record a voice message. There's many, many ways to get involved in the discussion. And it'll always be a cordial discussion. I'm very much uh, in the habit of being polite to other people. Not necessarily when I'm just talking to Gord or, or, and talking to you guys with Gord, I should say. Um, but I don't ever direct that at people. I'll always be as polite as I can. Uh, I think we But deserve- I understand one thing, though. If you are going to be calling in, we invite anybody and everybody to do it. We, we're, I don't care what side of the fence anybody is on. Call in. Let's discuss. But if your only rebuttal to anything is name-calling, Eric might not be below the belt on that one, but I sure as fuck will be. <laughs> Just saying. So I see it getting worse and worse and worse, uh, the name-calling. I spent today looking into it. There is a story I want to get into that... that uh, sparked this whole um, day of research for me. And maybe I'll start with that. And anyone who has an opinion, please feel free, Eric at ericandgore.world or the phone. or the You can live chat with me right now on Spreaker.com if you happen to be listening on Spreaker. Um, if you're not, then you're not hearing this right now, so it doesn't matter. But um, you can always chat online with us while we're on the air. Now, this story... 
blew my mind, and I can't believe it's true. I've I've gotten very little to rebut it at the moment. But there's a law in California that's trying to make its way through the channels that would excuse LGBT pedophiles from prosecution if they are within 10 years of the age of their victim. So if you're 22 and you have a sexual relationship with a 12-year-old, you may be excused from prosecution under this law that they're trying to pass. Um, now, it's, it, it is strictly for LGBT pedophiles, but obviously, it, uh, it'll open the gate to heterosexual pedophiles. Just, you, can't, you, can't just disting- you can't have a law that distinguishes between the two, right? Uh, so, so, if you're a 21-year-old man and you feel like uh, committing statutory rape on an 11-year-old girl, you may, under California law, be excused from prosecution for that. Um, that's the beginning of the end, in my opinion. I it, it absolutely not. It's only in California. We're we're not stupid enough to do something like that in Canada. Yes, but but if we do. I mean, this whole thing that Todd Cochran is crying about the uh, attribution thing online that that was a strictly California law that the entire podcasting world adopted because California led the charge on that so it's not out of the realm of possibility that this catches on because california wants it to um now let me just reiterate in case you don't know where i'm going with this if you're a statutory rapist and your victim is less than 10 years you're a senior different from your age you may be not prosecuted so if you're 19 and your victim is 9, that's okay. Oh, Jesus. Uh, right. It just... Uh, now, there's there's limits to this that I didn't investigate fully, so I'm not getting the entire story. It's obviously a little bit sensationalized, but the fact that it's a conversation at all, uh, I'm sure these MAPS fucking podcasters are loving this. There's, there's a side of there's a group of people that side with these fucking motherfuckers uh, and think that they deserve some sort of rights or some sort of uh, freedom to do what they do. And no, they don't at all, ever. I don't care what what you went through. I don't care what dirty uncle fucked you up. Pedophilia <laughs> is never going to be okay. Not ever. It's not in the Bible. Don't listen to your Catholic priest. Uh, your dirty uncle didn't make it okay. You should have told your parents when you were younger, and if they didn't help you, I'm very sorry, but it doesn't translate into it's okay to fuck kids. Never. (laughs) I'm I'm literally biting my tongue right now. Well, uh, just keep biting your own tongue and not a fucking 12-year-old's and we'll be okay. I don't, uh, now, uh, luckily, I'm an old man, and no one within 10 years of my age is, uh, (laughs) under 30, so, 
uh, we're okay. Um, I just, I say, easiest thing when you see a law like this get passed, the first thing you do is who, who, who came up with the law, and then who signed in and agreed with it. Yeah, and you charge them with pedophilia. That's it. Yeah, but that's the thing. That <laughs> we are there's there's groups of people that are actively trying to uh keep the conversation going to normalize this and and even to have a legitimate conversation to have a piece of legislation that's even being debated normalizes these motherfuckers it makes them we shouldn't be debating these pieces of legislation we just take it out of the hands of the person who suggests it and then we chemically castrate them and then we beat them to death i it should be that simple we don't actually sit down and have an adult discussion about this we don't entertain that you sick twisted rapists have any sort of cards in this game once you're a pedophile the conversation starts and ends there we don't oh we should consider your feelings no we shouldn't is well, the same should, in the sense in the sense that we should consider hurting them uh, it's and the I same thing I said yesterday about uh, these uh, drills, these these uh, active shooter drills. Kids need to be kids. They don't need. We're not. We can't. We can't make an eight-year-old sexualized and make that normal. That's why they are all fucked up and they're cutting themselves and they're doing weird shit and they're shooting up their schools. It's, uh, our brains at that age are not meant to handle these kind of decisions. We can't make them. We can't deal with them at that age. We're not supposed to, and that's fine. Let your kids be kids, and don't start fucking them until they're ever <laughs> until they're adults. Yeah. And even then, young adults, stay away from them too. It's not okay just because they're eighteen. Um, seriously, you never. My bus that I have to take now. Uh, stops at a university, and it's usually about a 20-minute stop. It's actually the university that I attended briefly. Um, and they all look like kids. They look like little kids to me. It's I feel like a dirty old man even being there. I can't imagine... Uh, I can't imagine that we're trying to normalize this behavior. It's, it's not normal, and I think the death penalty should be brought back strictly just for pedophiles. Or... We, if you see a pedophile or you know of one in your neighborhood, call a cop and tell them he's a black kid so they just shoot him. <laughs> that's, that's terribly fantastically funny. Uh... <laughs> Oh, sorry. Jesus, I needed that. Sorry, American uh, cops. Um, perf- stop. Uh, brought stop. it on themselves, you bunch of racist cocksuckers. Stop making me right. Um, uh, oh, this is ridiculous. Come on. People are still talking about Michael Vick and dogfighting, but we're trying to make kid fucking normal. What the fuck is wrong with your country? Um, no, so to, to bring this thing back to where we sort of started this rant... You know, one of the, the so like I said, they start off with the discussion about really what it comes down to is truth. 
Eric yeah. and I were discussing this off air before we got before we started the show, and this is infuriating to even have to openly admit on the air, and I'm going to have to do it because it's the only way to prove a point. As people know by listening to the show, we are not Trump supporters. We do not support and condone what Trump does. He has done good things. Why have I or we? have pointed said things out. And yes, Eric, even you have pointed a couple of things that good thing that he's done and pointed out to me. It's what happens, you know, but the frustrating thing is that when you're talking, um, whether it's American politics or North American politics, because Canada is no fucking different. The difference yeah. is in Canada, both sides are completely fucked and whatever else where, you know, well, they're both fucked, so it doesn't matter. They're both pretty much the same. But as a human, you can't willfully, without having your head completely buried up your ass and in the sand, you cannot vote in Canada for liberal, in the U.S. for Democrat. You can't vote for them simply because they do not a, believe in truth at all. Two, they do not believe in recognizing when even when someone you don't like has done well. They don't believe in recognizing that. They will do anything they can to make sure that that does not ever happen. But the big thing, and this is one of the biggest things ever, um, Democrats, for the most part liberals, you are the most – Backwards thinking, violent, and I'm going to say it, racist groups on the planet. You want racism. You want division because when you point it out at every point, when you say – when somebody just walks by and says, hey, look, there's a black guy. That's racist. No, it's not. Plain and simple. They when do you want it because they're – racism. Their whole – uh, platform is based on fear and That's right. they need uh, predominantly in the US they need black people to be afraid these evil republicans are they want to take away your welfare they want to yeah they do they want you all to have jobs that's not they democrats and, and liberals base their whole argument on making us scared um that's what I said in my my in my very cursed run for mayor. Uh, they rely on two things. They rely you. Uh, they rely on you believing that they have your best interests at heart, and that they're the only ones who can make these decisions for you. And once you stop believing those two things, they lose all their power. So they do want the division, and they want you to remain uneducated. They want you to be stupid and complacent. Because once you learn the truth, they have nothing to stand on. It's very true. If you go look at the stats on anything. When, when the liberals or, Republican or Democrats, I should say, when either one of those two are in power, look how many more people are on welfare. Look how many more people are reliant on on the government for everything than on the other side where people are more independent. People are, you know, standing up for their own rights. People are being better at what they're 
better ads. That the, the numbers on that, I'm not necessarily a numbers guy, but the numbers don't lie on that. No, they don't. So, again, I do not like Trump at all. I don't like him as a person. I do not like him as a figurehead. I do not like him as a leader. But one thing is for sure. He has gotten results in a positive light in the U.S. The biggest things that every single um, uh, uh, election is about, minus the fad of the moment, but the biggest things, economics, um, you know, the, the status of the country itself and where it stands uh, financially, um, the, the standings of minorities and, and blacks and, and everything else, all those things always come into play for everyone. But you know what? Trump's is the only one that's had the best ratings. I can't and maintain them. I can't find the name of the lady I'm thinking of who I watched quite a bit of today, just footage of her on various news shows, and I'm gonna try to find it. She's a black female Republican. Very unpopular among people who think that that should be unacceptable and she gets a lot of shit from black women for being a supporter um and it's funny that even you know she says very controversial things i.e. stop being mad about slavery uh you, uh, Candace Owens, thank you, is her name. Candace Owens, um, smoking hot, by the way. <laughs> but um, uh, talks quite a bit about get, get over slavery. It's not your fight. You can't be angry about it. Uh, nothing has happened to you. Nothing is happening to you. You're not being kept down by the man. Fucking figure it out. Very unpopular opinion, um, especially among Democrats who are saying she's crazy and and she's uh, bought and paid for by the Trump administration. And again, trying to say she's trying to say there's nothing to be afraid of. You can do whatever you want as a young, woke black person. And the Democrats are coming up saying, no, you can't. She's crazy. Um, mm -hmm. you, can't. you can't do that. You're black. You're not. You can't. Exactly. Um, it's, it's, uh, really, I, I, I got my eyes kind of open today to, um, a lot of, uh, black people, Republicans talking about, uh, that, that white privilege isn't keeping you down and and black people can do whatever they want and I heard a lot of liberal people come forward and say they're crazy or they're uh, uneducated or um, any number of insults to discredit what they're saying and like you just said not truth based but just evil ugly attacks to make these people look stupid, and I have to. I I gotta bring up Kanye West. I hate it because I, I think I I don't like Kanye West, but uh, 
his big, the one thing I heard today that I was listening to, and it's a little older now, but it's still uh, very relevant, is Kanye West saying um, gun laws are not helping. Putting more restrictions on legal guns are not helping the people of Chicago. It's illegal guns that need to be looked at. Uh, banning the NRA, it does nothing. Uh, fighting the NRA on their legal guns is not solving the problems in Chicago. Where more people have now died in that city than in the Iraq war. Um, more Americans have died in Chicago than in the Iraq war. But that's not ever mentioned by uh, these Democrats who are trying to uh, lobby against gun control or lobby uh, try to get more gun control and Kanye West was saying gun control is not the problem uh, the second amendment's not the problem it's illegal guns and gangs that are the problem and everyone came out saying he's crazy this is scary it sounds like he's talking from a mental hospital uh, why are we listening to this crazy person and like his mother would be rolling in her grave like that was the other thing uh, called bringing up his dead mother like why why are we talking about Kanye's dead mother I mean, that argue his point don't bring up the fact that his mom's dead and try to make a valid argument out of that it's ridiculous yeah um i i i'm not a trump supporter as gord said i don't want to keep going uh, going in circles but i'm not i'm not a republican supporter by any means but at least they're saying something and they're they're working on something. They're not just sitting there spitting vitriol and, and lies. And even if it's not lies, it's personal attacks. Whether Kanye West may be bipolar or not doesn't discredit what he is saying uh, in trying to help the people of Chicago. Um, it's not like the last time he stood up. He, he stood up a, 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 a political figure with Mike Myers and just said. George Bush hates black people. <laughs> like, it's, I can understand you saying he was crazy and everything else, but you know, you, you gotta argue his points, not your armchair fucking psychology that you think you know about a guy, which you really don't. Again, don't like Kanye. I'd be happy if he died. I wouldn't care. Kind of celebrate it. It'd be fine. I find him useless. I think his music sucks. I think he's a detriment to most things he's ever touched. But you know what? When he stood up and he supported the president, that was his choice to make. He believed in the stuff that he heard. You know, the only time I disagree with a lot of stuff is when it was Shaquille O'Neal defending King John Un, or whoever the first one was, when he I, went to North I'm, Korea. That was no, the greatest thing in the world. You can't defend North Korea, sorry. <laughs> was, um, oh, I thought he was a great guy. Everything looked fine there. <laughs> yeah. Fucking moron. <laughs> uh, we could probably give Shaq a hundred bucks to advertise our show. Um, Shaq will advertise anything for money. <laughs> Watch daytime but television. Gord doesn't get to see daytime television because Gord has a life and a job. Shaq is on every third commercial for everything, <laughs> from car insurance to fucking uh, the, the general's car insurance to uh, chicken to uh, workout equipment. To, yeah, but you name it, Shaq will fucking sell it. Um <laughs> 
<laughs> and that's fine. That's I whatever do sell. I I'll sell your shit, and I'm a good salesman. You want you want to pay to advertise something on Eric and Gord? We are happy to do it. That's but uh, you can't. Shaq selling Kim Jong Il is a little different than Kanye making a good point that uh, under Obama's watch, Chicago didn't get any better. It in fact got worse. So maybe we should listen to the Republican guy now. That's all Kanye's saying. It's not Trump is great. It's uh, the Democrats have let us down consistently for 50 years. Nothing has improved in America. Maybe it's time to start listening to the crazy Republican guy. Uh, That's not completely... I understand where that sentiment is coming from. I would feel the same way were I a black person in America and go, look... How far have we come in the civil rights movement? Well, basically fucking nowhere. Maybe we should stop listening to these people. Mm-hmm. And it, I again, I, I don't take a side in it. I don't think we should listen to any of them. The problem isn't a liberal or conservative. The problem is uh, politicians in general are fucking parasites. Yes. They they exist only to take from us as much as humanly possible in the short period of time that they're allowed to exist politically. It's, it's not the way it's meant to be. Uh, this is not supposed to be a golden parachute for people. It's supposed to be a miserable job, really. Uh, it, it, it was never supposed to be a, a fucking lottery ticket, and that's all it's become, really. You get a lottery ticket, you try as to cash in on it as much as humanly possible in the four to eight years that you get to be in your cushy job. And meanwhile, not even do your job, because your job is not to tell us what to do. Your job is to do what we fucking tell you. But that seems to have been swept under the rug by politicians, too, where now it's become, oh, we're going to tell you what to do. We're going to tell you how to live. Well, no, that's not your fucking job. We decide policy, not you. And anyone who thinks this is a Democrat problem or a liberal problem or a Trudeau problem or a Trump problem, it's not. It's a fucking government problem. We need to clean it up and get some decent people running our fucking countries. It's an amazing concept. Um, those people you know, like, could be Eric and Gort. Very well, could be. And you know the because way we'll do- tell you this, guys, Sorry. folks. If you if you need a reason why to vote for Eric and Gort, let, let me give you this very solid piece of advice. We don't like Trump. Don't like him at all. Same as a person. I if I had a house party, I would not invite him. It's <laughs> just that yeah. simple. That is very nice. That is the nicest possible thing I could say (laughs) about Trump. That is very diplomatic of you. Thank you. But (laughs) with things the way they are, if I was in America right now and I was an American and I had to get ready to vote and set my voting up, you know what? I would vote Trump. Wrong. Simply because the other side is too extreme and they believe in separation. They believe in racism. They believe in doing everything they can to bring down society and not make it better. 
Oh, of course. They want everybody to focus on making sure that we hate each other. That's what they want. It's because a lot of them don't matter anymore if we don't hate each other. The NAACP doesn't matter. Al Sharpton doesn't matter if people don't hate black people. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of these people, they, they cease to exist if the problems they allege they're trying to stop uh, actually get stopped. If, if all of a sudden there is no racial division, then all these groups of people have no reason to exist. So, of course, they want it to keep going. It makes perfect sense. They don't want to be out of a job. It's the same thing as uh, if, if cops actually stopped crime. If there was no more crime, none of these people would have fucking jobs. So, of course, they don't want it to end. It's, it's a sick thing that the, the world is... It's, it's gotten so fucking uh, survivalist. We're all in survival mode all the time. What what's going to protect me? What's what's the best for me? That's all anyone cares about anymore. And you think these people have your best interest at heart? Of course they don't. They need you to be scared and divis uh, uh, divided. Because if you're not, then they've got nothing to do. They have to go get real jobs. Um. Would I vote for Trump? Probably not. I would not vote. Nobody agrees with me, but one vote does fucking matter. And if we all didn't vote, it would change things in Canada. Uh, we don't have an electoral college like the U.S. Uh, if we all didn't vote, it would matter. Uh, we can control demo our democracy. It, it's up to us. Nobody believes me. And it's and the people I talk to all say the same thing, that they would lose their house or they would lose their car or they would lose their... Yes, you're scared of losing <coughs> your personal comfort. So you're going to maintain this status quo so that you are not personally uncomfortable. Well, that is not how democracy is supposed to work. And I'm not preaching socialism, but we all have to be a little uncomfortable to act, to make changes. Revolution is never comfortable, but it's necessary. Or, or, or Gord's way. I try to avoid Gord's way. I don't endorse Gord's way, but uh, if we, you have to be willing to sacrifice a little bit. Or his solution is the only solution. I don't like my I don't like my solution. I don't. I really don't. But logically speaking, hate. I, I don't always. I usually revel in being right. Not so much right now. It's, uh, you know what, Gord, it's funny you say that because I've said that for a very long time. I would rather not be. Um, a lot of the things I say, I wish they weren't true. They just happen to be. Uh, I don't just make shit up, except what I do. <laughs> but I'm usually pretty clear about that. Um. Yeah, I wish we could be wrong. I wish this show was just two meatheads talking about how uh, shit we don't know about and 
and shit we don't see going on. It would be great if that's what it if we were just another one of those podcasts. Unfortunately, we're not. We're two guys in our 40s who realize that every guy in their 40s is not where they fucking thought they would be. And it's not our fault. I have to put an asterisk there. Most of my problems are my fault. But for the most of the public, um, your problems are not your fault, and you are not where you thought you would be in your 40s. Uh, we are not exceptions to this rule. It's, it's actually quite common. And that's a problem. We're, we're doing worse than generations before us. That's not supposed to happen. That never happens. In history, historically, that has never happened where a generation has ended up worse off than their parents. Um, We are the start of that. Our children are completely fucked. And it's basically because we just have no fucking uh, sense of responsibility. We we do, but we're not passing it on to our children. Uh, We've instead passed on that you're special and you're unique and everything you do is magic and you don't need to participate and you don't need to learn math because you're special and you're great and everything you do is wonderful. Uh, we don't have to keep score. We don't have to climb rope. You don't have to know what a dodgeball feels like. Uh, don't get dirt on your clothes. All this shit. And we've, these kids are just growing up fucking useless and listening to the goddamn Hillary Clintons of the world because they don't know any better. Uh, it, I don't know. I, it's everything. It's translating. Now it's translating into art. Uh, when Gordon and I were growing up and uh, everything mattered and people cared about themselves and how they projected themselves to the world, we had groups like Thin Lizzy. We had Thin Lizzy to look up to. Now you guys have big fat fucking Lizzo. Big change there. <laughs> because now everybody's beautiful. No. Lizzo's not beautiful. Thin Lizzie, good. Fat Lizzo, bad. Um, we <laughs> have to stop celebrating these things. Uh, we have to start really uh, going back to accountability, responsibility, uh, work is not a bad thing. Uh, potential is a bad thing. <laughs> work, uh, education, these are not bad things. Labor, not a bad thing. Um, laying around saying, oh, rich people owe me half of what they made. Uh, because I sat on my fat ass and did nothing my whole life, and these guys worked hard. Now they have more. Why aren't they paying their share? Uh, you're wrong. It's <laughs> it's it's wrong. Uh, the one percent that everyone bitches about, they pay more than fifty percent of the fucking taxes in both of our countries. They pay their fucking share. The, the people who sit around and do nothing and collect welfare and all, they pay nothing. They contribute nothing. Your, your anger is misguided. Uh, now, again, I sound like I'm supporting 
these people, and I'm not. Uh, I think these people should be giving their money to the factory workers that don't have a fucking fire exit and burn to death making jeans for these billion-dollar fucking corporations. But the fact that you're a welfare bum because you played video games till you were 45 years old isn't their fault. They, they, they don't owe you anything. They have a responsibility to the guy making 35 cents an hour who's burning to death making their jeans. But not the 45-year-old living in their parents' basement. That's your parents raised you badly. I cannot agree more. Um, I, I, I hate most parents of today. Um, I was actually going to go on a massive rant about that very thing. Um, but I just, I, without making it directly personal, I couldn't. <laughs> uh, who's so, it directly I'm personal to? Um, well, that's the whole point. We don't want to point this person directly out because you're not supposed to say shit about family live on the air. Oh, yeah. My sister. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And that's just we'll, the kind we'll of edit that integrity out. Eric and Gordon bring to the table. We'll edit that out later. <laughs> um, it, oh, it's live. <laughs> we can. Yeah, I, yeah, well, we can. I can go back and edit it out. No one's listening to the live version. If you are, please uh, phone in 604-655-9630. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me Gord's wrong. Tell us we're wrong. I don't think that we are. Um, No, we're not. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, rail is temporarily suspending all fucking rail service. Sorry, I get I get news as yeah, we talk. I um, I just um, got. Um, before we even come to that one, by the way, you've got to hear about this. We don't have to go to that one um, at all. I just I just uh, wanted to read out. Hey, if you really want to stick it to me and Gord, because you don't like our support of Trump, a really good way to show us how wrong we are is to go to ericandgord.world order yourself an Eric and Gord t-shirt there's two styles um, they, you can see them on our website there's two styles they come in five sizes in men's five sizes in ladies there's about ten different colors takes about a week to get them the more you order the more wrong we're going to feel so really punish us go to ericandgord.world and buy a bunch of shirts punish the shit out of us mm-hmm that would definitely show us. Um, you're gonna love this, Eric. I already do. This is probably this is probably one of the best things I've probably ever read in my in my lifetime when it comes to what we've ever done on this show. San Juan, Puerto Rico. <laughs> the Puerto Rican government has lost more than two point six million dollars after falling for an email phishing scam. Okay. They actually got one of those fake emails sent to them, and one of the fucking idiots in the department sent them $2.6 million. <laughs> that is uh, pretty fucking amazing. What was the What was the email? They They won't. They won't say. They refuse to give the details about it specifically, but. Um, yeah, um, <laughs> two point six million because of an email. 
No uh, verification. No second looking. No. Uh, what was the one? I think it was Florida pays out to uh, uh, ransomware like three times a year or something like that. Because yeah, they're, just, like they're so stupid. Um, mm-hmm. There you go. Sorry. Um, just passing notes. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's... God, I can't remember the details on that one specifically. I do remember that, though. Um, yeah, it's just how much people who don't, who don't pay attention to um, anything. Uh, Puerto Rico is such a funny little place. It's, a, it's an unincorporated territory of the States. It's like a, a colony, basically. Um, mm. that that the U.S. doesn't pay attention to. Um, I I think two point six million dollars is probably a significant amount of money. Um, I don't know San Juan, which <laughs> stands for Saint Juan. Um, <laughs> that's that's just that's true. amazing. That's, that's just amazing. Uh, <laughs> That legit cheered me up. Now, I have uh, – I'm going to very quickly gloss over this one thing just because it has to be said. Um, but I have some very big news that All I right. know you have not heard about this yet, and you are going to love this shit. Uh, but before we get to that, very quickly, Pope Francis has rejected or more along the lines of refused to approve the ordination of married men or women as deacons um, – to address the shortage of priests in the Amazon. Uh, one of the big things that came up through the Vatican was that they said that, look, you should allow married men or women to be deacons so right. we can get the numbers up, so we can stop having people fuck children. And um, he said, no, that's a, that's a, that's a bad idea. Um, so, uh, Pope Francis I, said no. Uh, I got ordained yesterday. <laughs> Oh, I have a theory about that, by the way. Uh, you can have all the theories you want. I'm an ordained minister now, so Pope Francis can go... Everyone has to stop listening to this man, and everyone has to stop listening to uh, religion in general, uh, that it means something. It means nothing. It's a pointless and vile crap uh, this ordination by the Pope, fuck you, I just got ordained. I could get it ordained about 85 million more times, and for 199 bucks, I can get a full uh, kit sent to me to turn my mother's house into a church. Um, I, I The Pope can go fuck himself. People have to stop taking his words seriously. Uh, he means nothing. The Vatican means nothing. All Again, all they want to do is take your money and tell you you're wrong and keep you afraid. It's the same thing that everyone who who Gordon and I refuse to support. That's their MO. Take your money, keep you scared. Um that's what the Pope wants to do. Should married men be deacons? Of course they fucking should. What difference would that make? In what part of the Bible does it say that that can't happen? Uh, there it doesn't. Actually is, it, I think there is actually somewhere in the New Testament. 
for some reason. I think there is there is a reference to it about uh, in order to be a servant of God, you have to give your life for it. So therefore, uh, being married. Uh, takes away from your servitude to God. Something this is the same lines. book that says you'll go to hell for wearing polyester. <laughs> you'll go to hell if you, you wear know. polyester. But married men can't be deacons. What the yeah. fuck? Who reads this stuff and goes, oh, that should be something we pay attention to? <laughs> Ridiculous! Fuck you! People with flat noses can't get into heaven. Anyone who's ever had a zit, if you have a zit, you can't go to heaven. Really? But I can fuck little kids. That's okay. <laughs> That's where they draw the line. Something seems amiss here. <laughs> I ain't no mathologist, but that doesn't seem to add up. Not at all. Wait um, a minute. If okay. I got polyester pants. I can fuck little kids, that's fine, but I can't go to heaven? You can fuck them while wearing polyester pants. Jesus (laughs) Christ. (laughs) Literally, I wish I could have him on the show. If there's one guest I would love to have on this show more than anybody, it would be Jesus. Mm -hmm. I would love to hear his take on things. Um. Okay, I just don't, are you, I, I don't, like I said, I don't really want to talk about it because we've, we know how fucked up the Catholic Church is and how much we despise the whole thing. Um, I just wanted to point that out, that everybody talks about how progressive uh, Pope Francis is. Well, no, he's not. So, of course not. You. If he was progressive, he wouldn't be a Pope. That's right. Yo, it's progressive. Now, is the motherfucker who quit being Pope. That's progressive. <laughs> he just quit. You're not allowed to quit being the Pope. Jesus Christ, who quits being Pope? Nobody in the last a hundred and something years. <laughs> They're longer than that, actually, I think. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. They're all child fuckers. Um, Eric, have you ever heard these two gentlemen, one by the name of Fang Bin or Chen Kuishi? Fang Bin. Yes. Or uh... Chen Kuishi. I you can say right. Um, no, I I know right around Halloween, Walmart usually has a fang bin right near the costume department. <laughs> that is all I know. Well, Fang Bin and Chen Kuishi are two citizen journalists out of China, and both decided that uh, after. Wanting to find out the truth about what is actually going on in um, Wuhan, um, where this whole coronavirus outbreak is going on. They wanted to find the truth. They wanted to find the truth about all this. So they decided to go into Wuhan and and to report from there. Now, they had to go through back channels because so many things are banned in China that you're not allowed to post certain things. Um, But after... Doing a few random with Fang Bing specifically. The, well, these guys didn't work together. They're two separate reporters. Oh, two okay. separate guys. Okay. Um, Chen Kushi is actually a lot more bigger news. I'll get to him in a second. But um, uh, Fang Bing is a uh, Wuhan businessman. 
And he began posting about the stuff, <laughs> about what's the actual situation. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I was just a Wuhan businessman. It's like a fucking <laughs> a bad sigh song. <laughs> Wuhan businessman. Oh, 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 oh. Bing, bang, reporting on. Yeah, I know. Um, so he started talking about this. and started, He uploaded his first video on January 25th on YouTube, oh, which is banned in China, but, but accessible through a certain thing. Night. Um, so his first few videos, which is basically just him driving around the city, showing uh, the city, showing how everything looks differently, got very minor. But on February 1st, he filmed a video which got people to sit up and take notice. The clip, which is viewed almost 200,000 times, appears to show eight corpses piled in a minibus outside a hospital in Wuhan. (laughs) Stop singing the song. Um... After that, he uh, Fang alleged that the police barged into his home that same night and interrogated him about his videos. He was taken away, warned, but eventually released. But on February 9th, he posted a 13-second video with the words, All people revolt, hand the power of the government back to the people. After I... that, his account was silent and he's disappeared. I... I uh... Is that the video where he's driving through the street? Like, it's from the point of view of, like, a guy driving a car? That's where, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, I did see the video. I didn't hear the audio, or or I didn't see a caption. I didn't know what he was saying, but I did well, see the, the video. That was one of the first videos. The video you saw, that one there would have been one of the first videos he posted. Because, like I said, the first couple of videos was him just driving around from his perspective, just pointing the yeah. camera at the Yeah, the I camera, did see a couple of those. Were. And then after that, he points, posted the video of the van full of dead people. Um, and then that's when the cops showed up and everything else. And like I said, and on February 9th, he posted a 13-second video with the words, all people revolt, hand the power of the government back to people. And then his account went silent and he's disappeared. Nobody's seen or heard from him since. Nobody knows what happened. Now, the other guy, Chen Kushi, yes, <laughs> I am butchering his last I'm fine with that. Um, he is a former human rights lawyer turned video journalist. Um, he's already been pretty well known in the activist thing. Um, he His reputation really was built over the coverage of the Hong Kong protests in, uh, this summer. Oh, okay. Um, uh, that so I'll just read the thing here. So basically, um, because of that coverage, Chinese authorities um, ultimately shut him down. They uh, all of his Chinese social media accounts were deleted, and he had around seven hundred thousand followers. They're just flat out deleted. Um, Makes sense. He ended up starting up a YouTube account and a Twitter account. Uh, run by a friend outside of the city, uh, so that's how he, he's. That's why China can't shut it down because it's not him directly posting it through somebody else. Um, he um, he had visited different hustle and he wanted to because he said he goes, I will use my camera to document what is really happening. I promise I won't cover up the truth. He said in his first YouTube video, he visited different hospitals in Wuhan, looking at the conditions and speaking to patients. Um. On February 7th, a video was shared on his Twitter account um, featuring his mother, 
who said that he has gone missing the day before and he's just literally disappeared. Um, two guys started to speak out about a truth of what's going on in Wuhan and what really is actually happening. And both people have just disappeared. I have no idea what happened to them. Um, it's some people are basically saying they think that they have been uh, placed under, they were either forcibly taken away by police or placed under a forced quarantine. Right. But, but um, yeah, they've like two guys trying to apparently talk about and expose about a giant secret going on with what's going on with this whole Wuhan virus. And they've just flat out disappeared. Um, yeah. Now, what is really going on with this virus? Um, well, new numbers just got released. Have you heard about this? I, uh, you can, you can, um, you can uh, tell me. I don't care about the numbers anymore because I don't believe them and I don't care. Uh, but feel free, please. Um, they have. Uh, they've upped China has upped their numbers because they they claim the initial claim was that when they were releasing all of their numbers about how many people were sick and how many were dying in China, um, they say that their numbers weren't actually accurate because they were basing it off of only two specific tests, not on the actual test supposed to be used that every other country is using to find out what their true numbers are. Sure. So. China's numbers went from um, overnight. They went from five hundred and something deaths to um, like just under sixteen hundred deaths overnight, and their cases went from fifteen thousand to fifty nine thousand cases overnight, just by how their their numbers changed. Sure. So again. Not quite sure what all this directly equals. Um, I can think of a whole whack of different fucking conspiracy theories. Um, but, um, yeah, there it is. Um, uh, something's going down. As I, I said uh, two days ago on this show, China lies. <laughs> um, absolutely, China lies. The numbers are wrong. I don't think any of the numbers we receive are right. Um <laughs> I don't think we're ever going to get honest numbers out of anyone. We're going to get numbers from the side that says it's not that bad that are going to be lower, and we're going to get numbers from the side, the ones that say it's terrible and they're going to be higher. Um, that's just what happens. Um, guess what? 6,316 people are going to die before the end of this show. Not of yeah. coronavirus. 6,000. 316 people will die before Gordon and I are finished talking tonight. Not from coronavirus. So, I don't care if your number is 500 or 1500 or whatever the fuck it is. Every hour, six times that number, die. Every hour. So, I don't care about the 6,000 in the two fucking months that this has been a story. Uh, 1500, I'm sorry. In the two months that this has been a story, uh, every hour, 6,000 people die. So, 1,500 over two months, again, why do I give a fuck? 
Um, you don't. Two people die every that. second. There's something to keep in mind. Just count that off in your head. Two people die of something not corona related every second. Dead person. Two. Dead person. Two. Dead person. Two. Dead person. <laughs> Dead person. Dead person. <laughs> Fuck off with your coronavirus. Solve a problem. <laughs> 151,000 people die every day. Why does nobody care about them? But we care about this. Uh, now, I refuse to go so far as to call it the China virus. I think that's a terrible fucking name. Um, I can't believe that people are calling it that. Newspapers, credible Canadian newspapers are calling it the China virus. Um, that's racist. Uh, you think I'm racist? Holy shit. I wouldn't call it the China virus. Uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey, chink flu. Hey, you got the chink flu? <laughs> what the hell is wrong with our news agencies? There's so many bad jokes for that right now. <laughs> our news agencies are basically calling it the chink flu. That is horrible. I'm not going to ever call it that. Um, but still... Um, numbers are uh, manipulated, and that's fine. I I understood that. I said the other day, um, that that China's numbers were going to be wrong. Now, the current number that I've gotten, the most current I can get while we're on the air, is fourteen hundred and ninety-one coronavirus deaths so far. 1,491. So, as Gord said, 1,500. That's pretty fucking close. Seasonal flu deaths in the same time period, 58,253. 1,400 China virus, chink flu. 58,000 regular flu. Just saying, I still don't get why this is a story. Why don't we talk about the flu and how the flu kills people? Um, Gordon and I have been talking all season about weird ways to die uh, that are going to kill you probably more likely than the coronavirus. A big fucking tree falling on you is about as likely. That just depends on which way you run. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, Jesus Christ, heart disease is way scarier than coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Everything is more scary than coronavirus. Riding a motorcycle, okay? That, 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 that's scarier. I just don't, I don't get why we care other than, yes, there is something being covered up. Whether it's China's covering something up, or uh, we are covering something up and trying to pin something on China. I, I'm not sure who the bad side is on this, but there's there's clearly something we're not being told because the coronavirus shouldn't matter. No. Um. Yeah. Cancer. No, that's Jesus. It. Look at cancer numbers. Look at any numbers. Yes. Cardiovascular disease, 600,000 people a year in the U.S. Drug overdoses. There we go. Nobody talks about that right now. 
No, no, that's that's not that's not a cool story. What about the twelve thousand people who have died from fentanyl overdoses in BC? Still, ten times coronavirus. Nobody cares. That's the part that I don't understand. Um, and I could go on and on. I can pull numbers out of my ass all night of things that kill more people. Um, me with a bat on a good day. I could outdo coronavirus. Trust me. And I can too because I don't exist. I can go out and start bashing <laughs> in people's fucking heads. There's no proof of who I am. You um, don't exist. I, I don't exist. That means I am invincible. <laughs> I can do whatever I want with impunity. Uh, because you can't prosecute someone who doesn't exist. I'm waiting. I'm trying to. I'm biding my time. I don't know what I'm going to do with this. I'm going to do something cool, obviously. Oh, we'll come up with a great idea. It'll be the ultimate fucking. It'll be the ultimate stunt for the, for the show. That'll be for sure. Um, I've I've actually taken some steps today to rectify it. I don't know how well they're going to work, but um, I, I tried to do something and it went very well. Um, oh, good, good. I I knew that it would. Um, I called Canada Revenue Agency and. And said, hey, I'm not giving you any money. <laughs> I don't exist. <laughs> and they were real quick to point out that I exist. <laughs> they got all kinds of information on me. Um, uh, Kind of funny. How quickly they were like, oh, no, no, you exist. Oh, really? Then give me my ID, you fucking retards. Well, we can't do that until you file your taxes. I see how this works. <laughs> um, if you guys no. want to hear me have a happy, much lighter, much more fun-loving and enjoyable opinion of something, I highly suggest coming this March, you listen to the stories behind the songs. Brought to you by Oracle Media Productions. Stories behind the songs. We talk about all of your favorite songs by some of the biggest bands from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, right up to today. We are featuring The Cars, Styx, um, Rush, Elvis Costello, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, oh, I'm sorry, Silverchair, uh, The Beatles, um, who am I forgetting? We're going to be talking about Guns N' Roses, U2, R.E.M., uh, Faith No More, all kinds of just great stuff. If you go to the Stories Behind the Songs Facebook page, there's contests, uh, there's little polls you can enter. You can tell us what you want us to talk about. It's a really fun, lighthearted show, all about music that's much, much better than the crap you have to listen to today. Um, a really fun podcast, and it starts March 2nd on Apple Podcasts. Please check it out. It's a lot of effort goes into making this show really entertaining for you guys. Um, and you can hear me talk about some of my favorite music that is very nonpartisan and uh, and very... I, I It doesn't even sound like me because I'm happy for the whole hour. So, yeah, check that out. Apple Podcast, March 2nd. Thanks. Um, sorry, guard. Gotta, gotta pay the bills, man. Yeah, no, I get it. Um, um, 
Did you hear that the Justice Department has added new criminal charges against Huawei? I did. You know what? I listened to that about 10 seconds before we went on the air. Everything from fucking racketeering to killing Kennedy, I think they're trying to pin on her. Uh, yep. They're, they're, they're a, a scheme to steal trade secrets from competitors in America. Um, uh, they're still trying to use the whole surveillance equipment sold to Iran. She kidnapped uh, the, the Lindbergh baby. Uh, she put fluoride in the water. <laughs> she was the reason uh, um, uh, slaves started. She um, yeah. single-handedly started slavery. She put the bop in the bop, she bop. She fucking, <laughs> she did everything you guys don't like. They are not going to stop until they tear this woman down. And they're going to get her for something. She fucking turned right on a red in Montreal in the 70s or something. They're going to get her on. I can't believe, like, just fucking relentless. It's just that American way where they, if they just decide they don't like somebody, they're just going to push and push and push until they fucking get them for something. It's, they haven't gotten Trump yet. <laughs> no, and you know why? Because he won't release his taxes. They even got fucking Al Capone on his goddamn taxes. And Trump is going, nope, you're not getting my taxes. <laughs> they will they will get him on something and this poor woman I don't even know at this point she could be evil um, maybe she released the fucking coronavirus for all I know it's quite possible this could be a response there hasn't been a direct link between Huawei and the coronavirus but the timing is a little odd yeah um, uh do you know how many Canadians are in uh, Chinese jails right now? Not a clue. I, I I focus only on the two, and I don't know about any others. I, I'm completely ignorant to that. Does that make me a terrible person? Yes. Yes, it does. No, it makes you a very atypical Canadian because we actually don't get this information released to us very often. Um, but uh, apparently there's 129 now, we have 129 citizens sitting in Chinese jail that they refuse to release any of them for any reason. Does not matter what they're in there for. They are they're just including those those two. They're not giving them up for nothing. Now, I I'm not going to take a very pro Canadian stance on this. Sorry, friends and neighbors. Uh, of that 129. I'm going to venture some NASA math here that 50% are probably incarcerated for a legitimate reason. Um, I think you're way too low. They did something illegal in China and they're in jail. Like the drug dealer who fucking yeah. uh, got caught three fucking times or whatever. Uh, uh, so NASA math, half of them are there for a legitimate reason. So I don't care about them. They did something wrong. So that brings <laughs> that number down to, let's say, 65. It's actually 64 and a half, but if there's a half a dude in the Chinese prison, I'm not worried about him anymore either. <laughs> so at 65 people I care about, take the two Michaels out of the equation because they're fucked. Uh, we're at 63. 
So 63 people in a Chinese prison for probably Googling shit or uh, whatever. They looked the wrong way when the army was walking down the street or something fucking stupid. Uh, This whole Canadian we don't negotiate bullshit that keeps getting people beheaded in the Middle East. Uh, We need someone in some delegation who doesn't give a fuck about selling China uh, wood or fuel to go over there and discuss this shit. And way I know Gordon, I talked about it a year ago where I was very pro China and trying to figure out why we can't get these two guys some help. (laughs) And Gord was very anti China and said, nah, never going to (laughs) happen. Um, why are we not addressing this? Why is our government... I don't hear anybody uh, on either side of the Canadian government saying they're going to do something about these uh, 63 people that Eric gives a shit about. Um, but they have. They've said, China, you guys have these guys. Shut up, Canada. Okay. Yeah. Do you want some money? No. Uh, That's but, the conversation. Yeah, but that conversation hasn't occurred in quite some time to my knowledge uh when you were making an issue out of it and i was trying to downplay it that was the last time this was uh brought up Uh, to my knowledge anyway i don't hear anyone in canada going um hey before we it was it was just brought up when they went to fly the people out it was brought up again to have um to to release any especially those two, but any of the Canadian citizens that are sitting in jails uh, in China. They said, we want them released and brought back. And, you know, once this whole thing blows over, you can have your prisoners back. Uh, And China said no. Yeah. Um, This should not be a negotiation in the, oh, we'll give you some prisoners if you give us our prisoners. This is not that kind of a negotiation. This is, we're not going to fucking sell you shit anymore. Until we get our 60 people back. Uh, No more investing in Canada. You can't do that. Or, you know, something like that. Okay, Chinese businessmen, guess what? All your fucking visas are revoked until we get our 60 guys back. That's an easy thing to do. That's That's like a Harper tactic. Get Harper on this file. Just call him up and be like, dude, I need you for a couple weeks. Uh, Me and Beard were talking and we think you could handle this. Steve, what do you say? Um, get and and start. Just take anything away from these people. You, no Chinese people can go to Metro Town until we get our sixty guys back. You'd have them back in an hour and a half. They would fucking fire them over here in a goddamn missile if you did that. Um, real simple. Chinese people, you can't go to Burnaby until we get our sixty dudes back. Now they are, that, they are on the. They are on. Uh, uh, Xi Ping, what's the fuck's his name? Xi Jinping's fucking private jet drinking champagne on the way here. I promise you. Uh, the Chinese people don't want a fight. They really don't. Uh, they they can flex their their muscles and make their big army look big in China. The Chinese people who are here and investing here, they don't want to fight us. If we flexed a little bit of a tricep and said, oh, look at our muscles, they would run and hide. Do it. <laughs> Show them that we're not, we can't be walked all over. Say no. 
Uh, no more dim sum until we get our 60 people back. No, no gung hey fat joy. None of that shit until we get our 60 dudes. And they would send them instantly. They would send them immediately. Yep. Um, it's disgusting that we don't do anything about it. I get we don't negotiate with terrorists. That's fine. That's okay. I, I think it's a bad standpoint because every time you say that, they fucking behead someone on a video right in front of us and show it on TV. Um, you know, by the second or third time that happened, you think we might go, well, maybe, <laughs> maybe we should rethink this. <laughs> um, we're just going to spend that money on $16 orange juice anyway. Why don't we stop this guy's head from being chopped off? Uh, <laughs> that would be a nice thing. But, oh, no, we don't negotiate with terrorists. Shook! Second one, I'd send some cash. Just saying. Um, <laughs> fuck. And that's how we're going to get famous one day. Gord's going to sharpen one of those fucking knives for them. You know that, right? Yeah, yeah, it's going to happen. Gord's going to sharpen one of those knives, and they're going to be doing one of those videos, and they're going to, just before the Allah Akbar, they're going to go, Gord, sharpen this. Boom. <laughs> Special shout out to Gord's little house of sharpening. <laughs> and it's going to just, what? it's going to be like the cleanest cut ever. It's just going to be like, that, but you know what? It's just going to fly toward I... the screen and smile. I will be praised internationally because it won't be any sawing motion. No, not at all. One slice straight through painless death. And like and I the, said, the, the, the head will fly the at the camera be... and the, the head the head will fly straight up toward the camera and the, there'll be a smile on the guy's face. That felt good with Gord's blade. Um, <laughs> the terrorists will be pissed because they're like, what the hell? <laughs> God, I wish I was better at animation. I would fucking love to make that commercial for you tonight. That would be so much fun. Shook Al-Akbar! Gord is great! <laughs> I wonder how core, like I wonder how close Gord is to Allah in in Arabic, like like Allah is in God, Arab- so it's like Alar Gord or something. So you can, I'm gonna look that up. <laughs> we'll take a look at that, so we can figure out what Gord is great in in Arabic, <laughs> and and sharpen some machetes for it. Um, start negotiating. Sure. Stand up and uh, negotiate, Canada. I don't right. know if I made that point. Um, yes, science. Pardon me. Um, Eric, you have your computer in front of you? Always. Good. I would like Literally. you to type in this name for me and put some images up. I'm going to tell you about a gentleman. All right. And folks, if you're listening, play along. Please be George Foreman. A... Oh, that Candace <laughs> Owen is fucking gorgeous. Sorry. She's a, she, um, okay, the name is Ryan, R-Y-A-N. If it's Reynolds again, I'll be no, happy and annoyed. Uh, Joseph, J-O-S-E-P-H. Like the Bible. Kind of. Last name, Dash, D-A-S-H. So we're quickly looking at that. Ryan Joseph Dash, 32, was charged on Tuesday with aggravated murder because killing a man in North Ogden, Utah. Um, he killed the guy because he claimed that the guy had threatened him. Um, even though Dash had previously assaulted this guy's brother, uh, which led to the threat. So, like, literally, the guy caused the whole thing. Um, he's a really pretty individual. Um, you have his image up, by chance? Uh, not yet. I, I got a different Ryan Joseph, and I don't want to talk about him. Okay. <laughs> you got to bring this fucking guy up. Oh, yeah. um, hey, that looks like the guy that was going to do my tattoo. 
<laughs> Actually, he's frighteningly looks a lot like the guy that was going to do my tattoo. It's not him, but... Um, oh, there's this a picture of him all shaved up here where he looks nice. Yeah, well, does he still have all the facial tattoos on him? Oh, yeah, but under the beard, there is a, there's his whole chin is tattied up, and there's a whole bunch going on under that beard. <laughs> well, not only is this guy up for murder, but... He has been in, in and out of prison since 2008, and in 2014, he was charged with murder. He was charged with assault after authorities said he stabbed his cellmate 11 times. And ironically enough, on January 14th, he was put on parole. One month later, less than one month later, he murdered a guy. <laughs> I'm starting to think this guy might have a problem with murdering. <laughs> America. <laughs> uh, Utah man charged with murder one month after prison release. Um, <laughs> now it's Utah, but as Gord so kindly and and very intelligently pointed out, in Canada, our parole board is making worse decisions than this. Um, yeah, at least this guy's only known for killing his um, his cellmate. Uh, we're letting out people who kill just like girlfriends like i i i have no problem with prison murder i think it should be allowed i think i think prison murder i don't think it should be encouraged but i think it's just the means to an end uh i i think in prison they should be allowed to do what they how deal with people how they deal with them and if a a few dead prisoners it saves us a hundred thousand dollars a year i don't give a fuck um really why are we paying for homicidal fucks like this to live comfortably it blows my mind they should have to kill and eat each other to survive in my opinion especially pedophiles i think i think pedophiles we should have a special theme park set up that's everything from a saw movie and that's what you go through if you're a pedophile you if you make it through all the challenges and all the ten Saw movies, then you get to go to jail. Um, and these white power fucks. Look at this yeah. guy with the fucking swastika in the middle of his fucking swastika. head. White what power you... above his eyebrows. <laughs> I... My I just God. can't figure out... Like, what does the top of his head say? Does that actually say hail... I... It looks like... Is it a kill... I think something? it's a, thir- a Third Reich fucking thing. Third Reich? Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to see if it says here, because there's some things about... His mugshot show the swastika on his head and the words white power over his eyebrows, which uh, makes no sense. If it said, like, ginger power or something, that would make sense. I don't get the the white <laughs> power. Um Throw some fucking bleach in his eyes. What the 1488 stands for? I wonder what the 1488 stands for. That's probably just like his address. So he gets drunk and passes out in a cab. They know where to take him. I believe it's a 14 and it looks like a 30? Or is it an 88? 1488. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's his locker combo. Fuck, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> that's just his pin number he just fucking I, I don't know why uh... now 
we're dragging out this episode because whenever Gord springs things like this on me, I need to uh, vet them a little bit before I before I comment on them because that's what I do. I don't just say, "Oh, Trump lifted a ban and fucking go with it." Um, <laughs> these stories are becoming all too common, and this is starting to be. And I don't like to have all these fucking uh, movements and and. Uh, like crusades that I have to be on. Um, but this is going right along with uh, not criminally responsible. Uh, is this parole goddamn bullshit? I don't believe in not criminally responsible. And I don't believe in if a guy has just stabbed someone 11 times, which is that's not a manslaughter, that's not second degree. Um, you may not have meant the first stab. But the next 10, you did. Um, there's no... It might not have been premeditated, but the, the at least the last five stabs, those were first-degree murder. The, the first five, maybe second-degree. <laughs> the last five, are that goes up to first-degree because you know you're doing anything over one or two, you're doing on purpose. Um, <laughs> that, that should never be... Parole. Any chance of parole should be taken away at that point. It, why are we paroling anybody? You're you're not reformed if you can still stab someone eleven times. That then you're you haven't figured out what you've done wrong yet. You need more time. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> What is going on? I don't know if the American Parole Board works the same way as Gord educated us on, that these people are just the fucking, uh, your college buddies who t you just bring to the party, and, oh, you could, well, you could be on the, I can't give you a real job, but you could be on the parole board. And, and then we go, yeah, sure, I'll do that. And then we just fucking, then these are the people who make choices. They let the Vince Lees out of prison. They let the Halifax idiot who fucking killed his wife and then got the life insurance for her death. Are you fucking shitting me? That wasn't parole. That was not criminally responsible. It's the same fucking bullshit thing. What is going on with our justice system? Don't they legally have to stop calling it that by now? There's no justice involved in any of these fucking decisions. <laughs> Justice doesn't exist anymore, my friend. That is, uh, they go, that two things when I run this fucking country with or without Gord, um, preferably with, but uh, when I run the country, uh, the justice system will not be allowed to be called that until it actually demonstrates some form of justice ever and not criminally Can responsible we... is taken off the table. Uh, and it goes hand in hand with Fresh Slice. Fuck you, change your name. Can we... That's not fair. Fresh Slice should not legally be allowed to be called that. Until they make a pizza the day I go to buy a slice. <laughs> this is pizza that they brought over with them when Justin Trudeau let them into the country. And then they try to call it fresh. No. Same with the Justice Department. Do some justice There's before still... you can call yourself that. There was still a worse pizza place in, in BC that was way a million times worse than Fresh Slice. And I'm happy that they ended up shutting down fucking, um, uh, what were they called? Overby by Cat Mall. Uh, f Flying V. Oh, the Flying like Flying Wedge. 
flying wedge. That is the worst shit I would ever attempt to call pizza in my life. I liked flying wedge. The only problem was I had to sell one of my kidneys to get a slice. Um, because they were like six bucks for a, a slice. They're terrible. You it just... was the worst crap I've ever. Dude, I'm a fat man. Yeah, I you just didn't like the crust. I like the crust. I thought they were good. They're all you could eat was bullshit, but because they're giant slices, they made them bigger on Sunday, so all you could eat was two. It was a fucking good scam. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't. I don't miss them by any means. Uh, I was not a fan. I wouldn't like go out of my way. I don't know why people have to fuck with pizza and try to make it like uh, their take on pizza. Oh, here's our new. Just fucking leave. Pizza doesn't need to be changed. You don't need to do it. Like, just go to the standards. Go to even fucking Domino's gets it right. There uh, are three types of pizza, for the record. Okay, you have. Pizzas, we all know it. Crust, sauce, ingredients, and cheese. Simple. You have your uh, deep dish, made famous in uh, Chicago. I am all for deep dish. Can't wait to actually try a real Chicago deep dish. And then there's the dual-layered pizza. Those are the three. Anything else besides that? You're wrong. And stop it. Uh, I can live without deep dish. We've um, never. Have you ever been to Chicago? You've never had a real deep dish. I've never been to Chicago. No, I could. Never had real, I could live without deep dish. deep dish. I don't need it to be deep. I don't need seven hundred toppings. I don't need any of that shit. Um, I, do. I don't need a big fucking thick crust. All you people, oh, the crust is the best part. No, it fucking isn't. Why don't you just order a crust then, idiot? I just get a crust with dipping sauce, please? <laughs> the crust is the best part. Nobody ever is honest when they say that. Again, no liars, stop lying. I don't care about deep dish. I don't know. I've never even been, I've never even tried pizza out east, and I'm told eastern pizza isn't very, very different from BC pizza. So I should get you to mail me some pizza, really. Um, There's um, the best pizza I can say. There's two places that stand out that I can say were the best pizzas. One was over in, um, what's that little fucking town when you come off the sea bus in Vancouver? Uh, right? North Vancouver. No, 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 no. The other when you're in when you're in Vancouver, you come off the sea bus. When you come off the sea bus, oh, you mean Gastown? Gastown. There's a place. Somewhere in Gastown, <laughs> I was drunk that night. Um, yeah, that you just said Gastown, we get it. You were drunk. Yeah. Nobody, nobody uh, sober has ever wandered through Gastown. No, it's true. <laughs> um, but there's a pizza place that you walk up to, like a window outside. Like when you're um, outside, you just walk up the window and you play and you grab a slice. Their shit was fucking delicious. I was really impressed. I'm not sure which one you're referring to. There's a couple of them, yeah, something like that. And they probably all changed since you were there. Probably. Um, uh, and the other one is that little pizza place at the Sea Bus in North Vancouver. Yeah, they're not bad. Yeah. They're fucking delicious. Not bad at all. And cheap. Yeah, they get props. Yeah, um, cheap and, and real Italians. Now, I haven't tried, which means nothing because pizza's French. Um 
<laughs> I haven't tried uh, pizza pizza yet. Uh, we we now have those in British Columbia. I don't right. know if I don't know if they translate uh, from the Ontario pizza pizza. I don't. I know it's the same company. I don't know if it's the same pizza, but I would like it's, to try them. Um, it's a. I like pizza pizza. I don't love it, but I like it. Uh, one thing I love about pizza pizza is that they're the only pizza place that's open till three a.m. <laughs> Full props there. If when I would get home at like. You know, if I'm up at like two o'clock in the fucking morning, I'm like, oh, well, it's nice pizza. They're the only ones still open. Yeah. Um, their pizza is definitely, it's on the drier side. It is the probably least greasiest pizza on the market. Um, so there's that. There's that. Um, that's as far as I'm going to go with that. So. Um, but other than that, I am tired. I need to go. I got a lot of shit I got to get organized for tomorrow. So, um, we really covered the gamut here. We, we kind of hit everything. Um, the only other thing, actually, I did want to bring up. I brought this is one of the very first articles I brought up. I just like how we um, could equate uh, parole board uh, malfunctions to pizza and make that an, <laughs> an equally upsetting conversation. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, those are two injustices that exist in the world uh, and, and neither one is worse than the other that's just the kind of fair and balanced reporting you get from Eric and Gord that's right um, <laughs> in Chicago um, part of uh, Cook County uh, there's a doctor by the name of Van Coynes did he get I shot? Kid you not no, he oh. killed himself. Actually, he Van Coitus. I Van my name was Van Coitus. I might kill myself too. No, here's the interesting thing. This guy was a very much loved uh, pediatrician. Um, <laughs> so much so that he had more than a thousand reviews and a perfect five star rating on this physician ranking forum thing that people go on. Uh, he just People love him. There are people who have been going to him. They bring their kids, their grandkids. Um, you know, everybody loved this guy. He don't was amazing. Take your kids oh. to a doctor based on fucking Yelp. Just don't. Yeah, I agree. But he left a suicide note, and in his suicide note, which they're saying they didn't, they wouldn't release the actual note, which I'm a little disappointed with. But nonetheless, um, the note was a little bit cryptic in its wording, but basically. He apologized for falsely for not immune uh, um, or for leaving children unvaccinated, but forging false but falsifying the records to say that they are. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. So yeah, so he there, apparently there's a whole bunch, and. Um, this is not uh, uncommon among anti-vaxxer doctors. Um, but no, here's the crazy thing, though. People who are even close to him, friends, family, nobody has ever heard him express anything anti-vaccine belief whatsoever. So he just went along with it. Uh, did, did he forge the documents on behalf of parents? Like, who requested that he do it? Or what was his motivation for forging the documents? 
nobody knows because he was just doing it. Some like people would go in, like one lady said that she found, like when she found out about, like that when when this first came out, um, she's like, we watched him give the shot, and when she got her kid tested, he actually wasn't immu- um, immunized for it. So he was fake. Sh- he would give them shots, but he was he would literally give the placebo effect shots. Um. Wow. That's so something... he falsified everything, and then, like I mean, that's no, they're not saying it was everybody, but so it wasn't anti-vaxxer parents asking him to say their kids are vaccinated so they could get into school or something. Um, I'm assuming there was some of that, but it was also others. He was falsely so people would take their kids in to be vaccinated. He would say he was vaccinating them, and he wasn't. That's right. And uh, then falsely on the record. His his plan must have been to prove something about vaccination. Like maybe, oh, look at all these kids. Ha ha, they weren't vaccinated and none of them got sick, so you're wrong. <laughs> kind of, yep. you know? Uh, he must have had some sort of plan like that. Oh, but... At, at some point along the way. He ended up feeling horrible about it and killed himself because of it. Well, Dr. Coitus is fucked. That's... <laughs> Coitus. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Coitus. C O I N I S. Not anymore. Doctor Coitus. Doctor fucked fuck. up. That should be the headline. Doctor Coitus fucked up your kid. Um. I think I I that I don't understand the story completely. Um. I'll have to look into it more. Uh. But I I. I think we're. I think 2020 is going to be the year that this debate gets put to bed. I. I really. I feel in my heart, um, the anti-vaxxers are going to lose miserably this year. Uh, someone is going to put their foot down and say, "You guys are fucking stupid. Uh, this has to be a law. It shouldn't have to be a law, but I think the truth has to come out this year. That obviously." vaccines work are some of them shitty probably did some kids get sick in rare cases yes of course that happens all the time um Mm -hmm. sometimes people never smoke a cigarette and get lung cancer that happens um you know uh sometimes really sick people get hit by a bus and die and then they didn't die of cancer and that's a miracle or whatever weird shit happens all the time. You can't take the weird shit and make it, oh my god, vaccines don't work. Oh my god, vaccines are poisoning my kid. Oh my god, there's fluoride in the water. Oh my god, Democrats like black people. um, (laughs) Oh my god. uh, I, I want this thing to be over. I think it's we have so many real problems we need to work on. Like, like let's figure out what the fuck is going on with with uh, Wuhan clan and this fucking virus. That's something we could start start to work on and get over this fucking anti-vax thing. It's ridiculous. It shouldn't be happening. You're not woke for not vaccinating your kids. You're fucking retarded. There's a very fine line in 2020 between woke and retarded. Um. And some of you are uh, good. There's, there's people who claim to be woke that are good. 
Um, Most of you are man bun wearing fucking retards. (laughs) And that's just the women. That really blows me away. Uh, (laughs) uh, Women with man buns. That's going to be something we got to talk about. Uh, That's that's a gender identity now, probably. Um, Probably. Yeah, I, I sorry, Doctor Coitus, uh, and and to your family for your weirdness. I don't understand why you would. Lie. What is the benefit of that? I don't. I don't get it. Uh, I don't but, know. But it, it and any time we get to bring this story up, and I get to say fucking vaccinate your kids, it's a good thing. So, um, Doctor Coitus, thank you for fucking up everything. <laughs> Um, I, um, literally, I have to go. Not good. Because I'm tired right now. All right. Uh, <laughs> we are going to not do this tomorrow because Gord cares about people. Uh, I may do a Valentine's Day special all to myself. So <laughs> uh, try to tune in around this time tomorrow night, and you may get a special Valentine's treat. But Gordon and I will be back this weekend. Um, until then, Democrats and Republicans alike and Facebook lady, take care of each other. Or just die. I'm fine with that. Um, <laughs> go for a nice walk through a minefield. <laughs> All right. I'll, uh, I'll talk to you later. All right, buddy. Good night. Bye, everybody.